Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Welcome to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast. Jeffrey Harley and I are together again, and we are going to answer your questions. One of the questions that I've gotten repeatedly is about fasting. Mm. I recently put out a book called Mental Reboot Mode. Amen. Yes, yes. Where you could download it at frankviola.org forward slash MRM, was standing for Mental Reboot Mode. And it's an eating program that incorporates a, a 23-hour fast okay. every day. You basically eat one meal a day mm-hmm. for 30 days. And it has other components in it, but it has a dramatic effect not only on your body, but on your mind mm. and even your emotions. Okay. And the website will go into that when people go there to look at it, to look at the ebook. That was provoked by questions about fasting and its relationship to the physical body as well as the relationship to the spirit, the human spirit, and the soul. And the Bible talks an awful lot about fasting. Now, John Nugent and I covered fasting a little bit when we talked on the third episode, I believe it was. But I think it would be good to go into more depth in this one. And so I know you have some thoughts about fasting that you'd like to share and you're even doing a, a fast or you've been yeah yeah so uh, why don't you yeah. why don't you talk about that yeah i was um doing some fasting like i don't i don't know if you termed the fasting you were doing intermittent fasting there's all kinds of uh theories or programs out there where some people they don't eat for 16 hours and then they eat in an eight hour window and then, you know what you were doing, the one hour, I think that was the month of May. Yes. And, um, you know, giving yourself an hour and maybe just eating certain foods during that, that one hour period. I was doing something where you were taking, basically drinking what you would get in a hospital, like a saline solution, a salt solution. Mm. And so you'd put these salts in, in some water, preferably a water with a pH of above seven. Mm. And there's a whole ton of information about water and pH levels and acid levels in, in the environment of your body. I learned so much uh, you know, about our body. We, we truly are just a wonder how the Lord made us. And so you, know, you just drink that, that water, maybe about 32 ounces in the morning, afternoon, sip it, and then the afternoon and evening. Because what happens is then it gives you, your, your electrolytes get boosted because that will give you that woozy feeling, that kind of mm. lethargic feeling when you're fasting. It kind of pumps you up and gives you energy. The first thing that, that really struck me, and, and those of you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know, you know some of my background with addictive substances was I didn't realize how addictive coffee was mm. because when I started not drinking coffee, the first one to three days, I had like massive headaches, some body cramps. I mean, it was like detoxing. Mm. That it made me say, boy, I really, you know, I need to watch my coffee, at least just for me. So anyhow, 
But after about three or four days, I was really feeling good. So the first the first round I did was about I did about six days of this like salt solution, just drinking that. Every now and then I'd have a propel water just for taste. What some of the things that I heard you say in your book that you did back in May, the ebook, was um, my focus was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. My you know productivity was like increased because mm-hmm. you really spend a lot of time shopping for food, mm-hmm. preparing food, thinking about what you're going to eat if you mm-hmm. eat out. Yep. You know, then when you eat, your body naturally gets a little uh, sluggish. And then on top of that was what you just said, the emotional piece. You know, I was working at a rescue mission that was going through some dramatic changes and where a lot of people were having a lot of, I would just say, bipolar moments. I was just like slow and steady because my focus just on what I was doing and other things that I was reading and just just working Mm -hmm. on was just like just so honed in, Mm -hmm. you know. So I finished up like the first the first round I did like six days. And then when I did eat, I ate just 500 calories of food. And I had a combination of, I had a a piece of filet mignon steak, very lean, Mm -hmm. about 200, 250 calories, actually weighed it out, Mm -hmm. and some uh, non-starchy vegetables and some watermelon. Mm -hmm. And to add up to like 500 calories. And I ate that and I couldn't even finish it. Mm -hmm. And I was satisfied. And right after that, I just went right back into, and then I started doing like three days or four days you know, at the time. And I tell you, it got to the point where about a month into it, I had to make myself eat every three or four days. Mm. And when I did, I couldn't even finish the 500 calories. So another benefit was dramatic weight loss. Yeah. But I also, because I was taking these, these salts in, I was still able to go to the gym and lift weights. Mm. You know, and I focused on more so lifting weights than cardio because when you build muscle, muscle burns up. It starts burning up the calories. Mm. And I was eating much more protein. And it was just like a great feeling. And what I also was able to do when I was in the gym for like a 60 to 90 minutes was listen to the podcast, listen to some of the, uh, the messages as being a part of Deeper Christian Life Network, The Beautiful Pursuit. And, uh, you know, I'm just listening to some music and just other things. I mean, I found so much free time in the evenings Mm -hmm. and afternoons that it was incredible. Even at work, I like for lunchtime, I read. So the mental, the uh, physical, the the soul, you know, the mind, the will, Mm -hmm. you know, because even just doing that, it's like submitting your will. And there was a lot of then the spiritual aspects where, you know, the Bible talks about David said, I humbled my soul through fasting. Mm. So, you know, one of the things we just got finished up with the Deeper Christian Life Network 2019 uh, conference, and the theme was transformation. And so Frank was sharing some messages about the will and, you know, just submitting your will. And a great way to submit your will and kind of break your will is through fasting. And humbling yourself, you know, allowing through fasting your natural man's energy to be progressively decapitated, yeah. you know, and just submit it, you know, to the to the will of the Lord. So, you know, it was I, I with my thing there. I kind of combined some some secular research that was just good because I believe God gave him the wisdom, you know, just some biblical principles, and really just like saw my my spirit inner man get strengthened, mm-hmm. my body. 
you know, which, you know, another thing at, at the conference, uh, Frank was sharing about our bodies and transformation. So I had a weight loss transformation. But not only that, the value of something is uh, determined by who owns it. And so the Lord owns our bodies. So to me, that's like a kingdom principle because we're coming under the headship of Jesus Christ. We've turned away from the world. And then lastly, boy, when I watch television, I really was amazed by how much advertisement there is around food. Oh, yeah. And then TV and movies, everything's around eating and food that I really saw. You know, we were just talking about the world system in another podcast how the world system uses food like as a driving force. And we talked about that provision, how that's just a driving force and for people. And I know I said lastly before, but I promise this is lastly, is uh, I also saw some things in my own culture and familial background where my father was born 1922 and he grew up during the depression and my mother was born 1929. So a big thing for them was provision and having food. Mm-hmm. And like food was like the cure-all for everything, but always having food. And how I was in a household where we had a full breakfast every morning. You had, if it was summertime, you had a full lunch. You had like a meal for lunch, a big meal for breakfast and a big meal for dinner. And that was part of my culture that I could tie in with Abraham when he, you know, the Lord said, leave your, you know, your father's house. Like I had to start breaking away from some of those cultural household traditions that were not lining up with mm. keeping me physically fit, spiritually fit, emotionally fit for the kingdom of God. That's very good. When it comes to fasting, there's a lot in the Bible about it, both Old and New Testament. And we may want to go through some of the scriptures, uh, Jeffrey, about the subject of fasting in both Testaments. But I will say this from experience and the experience of other people. When you go on a fast, and in this case I'm talking about a water fast where you only drink water. Mm -hmm. There are different kinds of fasts, but this would be a water fast. What happens is your flesh begins to weaken. And I'm not only talking about the physical body, but I'm talking about the sin nature, which Mm -hmm. dwells in the physical body. So a lot of the physical urges, a lot of the carnal urges that an individual will have will begin to weaken tremendously Mm. on a water fast to the point where, say, after the third day of a water fast or on the third day of a water fast, it's like temptation loses its power. Amen in some incredible ways yeah so this is why i say if people struggle with addictions of Mm. any kind a fast a water fast for three or four days is one of the ways to break that addiction the other thing too is scientifically and, and people can read about this but fasting does all sorts of things to the physical body that are beneficial Yes. You know, there's gut bacteria that is dealt with uh, on a fast. There are reports and actual studies done where, say, a person who's on chemotherapy, for example, if they fast before they get a chemotherapy Mm -hmm. treatment, they bounce back from it really, really quick and don't have the same effects that a lot of other people do. Yeah. Yeah. Side effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Again, the effect it has on the mind, the effect it has on the will, the effect it has on the emotions. It's just a powerful tool. And in this context, for advancing in the kingdom of God, for making progress in the kingdom of God, the various aspects of kingdom living, 
The fast is a very powerful instrument that we read about in Scripture. We were just talking to a brother yesterday who has gone on several 40-day fasts. Now, when yes, I started yeah. to ask him about the details, he said they were juice fasts. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he wasn't just going with water only. I've known several people who have gone on real 40-day fasts where they only drank water. Mm-hmm. I knew one who was a good friend of mine many years ago, and I just watched him lose so much weight. He wasn't doing it for that purpose. He was mm-hmm. doing it for the Lord and, and his relationship with God, and he wanted direction, and he made 40 days. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty remarkable. By the way, we are not doctors, and we don't pretend to be on this podcast. That's right. By the way, we are not doctors, and we don't pretend to be on this podcast. And so we are not suggesting at all that you should go on a fast. If you have uh, health issues especially, but nevertheless, before you go on a fast, you want to consult your physician. Yes. And especially if you have different health conditions. Not everybody could fast. For physical reasons. Yeah. But there are different kinds of fast. There's intermittent yes. fasting, yes. as you pointed out. Yes. Which I practice sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's water fasts. There's juice fasts. And then there's something called a dry fast, and that's where you don't eat or drink. Uh, that's really rigorous. I've never done it before. I know people who have done it, but you don't want to do it past three days. Yeah. 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 I did I, that I in would, June. You yeah. did that in June. I would be nervous to even do it that long without drinking anything my goal was uh three days i made it like a day and a half (laughs) Uh, i did what now you know when you say that there's one that's called a complete dry fast where you don't wash your hands you don't shower you don't brush your teeth you don't have any contact with water whatsoever Mm. and so it was a friday night i said well let me start saturday so i said so you know because i had to shower from going out to anything so you know i had saturday and sunday all day you know, I started on Friday night, and my goal was I would, you know, Monday morning break it with a shower. But uh, late Saturday night, I just had to, I just had to wash. My wife was getting a little oh, like you're gonna have to sleep downstairs, you know, because. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where you have no contact with water whatsoever. It's called a complete dry fast. I had never heard of that before. Like you were saying, there's all kinds of fasting. We see in Matthew 4, chapter 2, talking about Jesus. He says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, you know, he was hungry. Mm. So, you know, the implication there is that he did drink water, but he did not eat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I find in our church fellowship is that when we've had fast, people will say, well, fasting means like I don't watch TV for I deny deny myself something like right, television, something, yeah. or you know, I deny myself. You know, I don't know. You the fill internet. in the blank. Yeah, the internet, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. But fasting, especially biblically, but fasting means that not to eat. Right. It means not to eat. You know, and so, and again, as Frankie V said, emphasizes, I am not a health care giver. I even consulted my doctor mm. before doing you know what I did, and when I showed him the salts that that I was going to be drinking, he was the one that said, oh, yeah, that's like a saline solution we give patients in the hospital hmm. and an IV when they can't eat just to keep the body regular. So, But fasting is a normal fast is, is not to eat. And an absolute fast is where you don't eat or drink. Yeah. In Acts chapter 9, verse 9, talks about Saul when he was, Jesus met him on the Damascus Road. It says, for three days he neither ate nor drank. Hmm. 
you know, hopefully he was able to wash up, but, uh, (laughs) you know. Brush his teeth. Yeah, and and then there's the partial fast, sometimes called the Daniel fast, and Daniel chapter 10, verse 3 says he ate no delicacies, Mm -hmm. no meat or wine entered, Mm -hmm. you know, his mouth. And so that was a partial. Today they might call that intermittent. But it's a punt. It's really based on a restriction right. of your diet. And I'm reading this, that right there I just quoted, from God's Chosen Fast yes. by Arthur Wallace. Um, mm, great book. Yeah, great book. I, uh, You know, real quick about this book. You know, Frankie V, I saw he had recommended it. I saw his recommendation a few years ago. And uh, there was a couple that... Uh, Nobody knows who they are because they don't go to our church fellowship, but they reached out to me since they were from another place. They wanted some uh, marital counseling. And this was just last year. So what I did was the husband was dealing with some addiction issues. So I used a resource that you had in the insurgents book. Mm. I printed copies of it. The three of us sat down, read it. Mm. I bought them copies of Arthur Wallace's The Chosen Fast book. And I said, why don't you two as a couple Mm. go pray about this and uh, see if the Lord would lead you on a fast. Mm. And they came back to me six months later and let me know the Lord had led them to do that. And how God had supernaturally kind of came in there and he... You know, his addictions were, he, he hadn't used, and the Lord was like, uh, in their words, we're on a new honeymoon again. Mm, wow. you know, so so there's, fasting is a tool that's in our arsenal mm. that, you know, we don't use because I don't believe we get correct biblical teaching about fasting. Can you, for the listeners who are interested in the saline mix, is there somewhere they can look online to find out how you know how you put this together that particular fast? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's called the snake diet. The snake diet. S N A K E. Yes. Snake diet. Okay. Snake diet. And kind of based on because a snake will eat and then not eat again for like three or four days. Mm. And so there's a guy on there now. Let me give you like a a warning. <laughs> it's. The gentleman that does the YouTube videos, his language, he's not a believer. Mm. So his language is kind of coarse. I was in the military, so he reminds me of a drill sergeant. Mm. But um, if you if you can get past the cursing and his language, it really is a great message or even just to get the product. And if you look underneath, there's a young lady that does similar videos. She's a part of his network, and she does the videos without the bad language mm. for those who still can get the information. And they probably have just articles, too, on the snake diet. If people, yes. people go on, they can yeah. read about it. Yeah, you can read about it. And basically what you just want to do is just read the note to find uh, the ingredients. You can actually go online and buy packets, a, 30, mm. a, a packet with 30, uh, 30 packets in it, and it can last you about two weeks, depending on how many bottles you make every day. You just mix a packet in 32 ounces of water. I would buy the Evian 32, mm. 33.9, you know, bottle put it in there, and you sip on that all day, and you're good to go. It's a lot cheaper if you go online to just uh, see the ingredients. So you can go to Walmart mm. or uh, you know Target and buy those ingredients for like about 20 bucks. Twenty thirty dollars at the most, and the ingredients will last you like two and a half months. Mm. You know, and, and just get yourself some measuring spoons. And if you really get serious, get something to measure out the weight of your food so that you can get accurate caloric counts. You know, so that you're really following it on the number. And, and I tell you, it's uh, it's remarkable. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, particularly for weight loss. Yeah. And I think that's how you were using it. Yeah. When you mentioned the partial fast, that's what the uh, mental reboot mode is. It's a partial fast because you're not only eating certain foods and staying away from others, but you're also fasting some other things as well Mm. on that program. But yeah, why don't you take us on a biblical tour of fasting, what the Old and New Testament has to say about it, so that we can get an idea of how fasting relates to kingdom living, living the kingdom life in the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 2, 5, and 16, he says, when you give to the needy, that's verse 2, verse 5 is when you pray, verse 16 is when you fast. And so he says, when you fast, when Mm. you pray, when you give to the needy, we have no problem giving to the needy, I hope. Hopefully we have no problem praying. That's mm. common. But when you talk about fasting, that's something that's not as common yes. as it uh, as it can be today. Arthur Wallace just brings out, he says, In speaking about giving, praying, and fasting, Jesus warned his hearers of the futility of practicing their piety before men to be seen by them. So, you know, fasting uh, is something that is one of those things that when you're fasting unto the Lord, you're, you're doing that in secret. You know, not to go out and show everyone, but and, and allow him to reward you openly. Mm. Uh, one of the Old Testament verses, when we just read that earlier in, in relation to the parcel fast, is Daniel chapter 10, verse 3, mm. where he says, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine, you know, entered my mouth. In Joel chapter 2, verse 15, where he says, Consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly. And so this was a public fast as opposed to when you're fasting in private. And it was a solemn assembly when there was, you know, maybe a crisis that was happening in the the corporate body. You know, the the church that I'm at right now, Ecclesia, before when they were looking for a pastor, their own story was that they were, you know, trying to pick somebody based on what they wanted. And after a couple years, they called a solemn assembly and prayed and fasted for three months. Mm. I try to remind them that every time they get upset with me. (laughs) Uh, Zechariah chapter 7, verse 5. And this is when you're talking about fasting unto God. He says, when ye fasted, did ye at all fast unto me or even to me? And you can connect that with Acts 13, verse 2, when uh, they said they ministered to the Lord and fasted. And that's when Paul, Barnabas, uh, Simeon, I forget the other two men's name, but they were ministering to the Lord in prayer and fasting. And then the Holy Spirit Mm. spoke and said, separate Barnabas and Paul unto me for the work that I have for them. Mm. So we see that they were ministering unto the Lord through fasting. Amen. Yeah, and one of the things, too, that you see in that passage is, they were fasting, seeking the Lord, and then the Holy Spirit spoke. Yes. And so, again, this gets into this idea that the fast weakens the flesh and strengthens and makes more sensitive the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so one can hear the Lord's voice clearer and better and more accurately on a fast because you're, you're pushing away the distractions, right, of Amen. the flesh. Yeah, you're weakening it. Right, and the spirit is becoming stronger and yes. more attuned, and this is why many people will go away, perhaps, or even 
go on a personal retreat mm. to fast and pray to seek the mind of the Lord. Now, there's a passage in 1 Corinthians 7. It's talking about the physical body. It's talking about the marriage relationship. Mm. It's talking about the sexual union. But it basically says that for a time, yes. a husband and wife can agree yes. to be separate yes. in order that they might pray and fast. Yes. Now, some translations don't have the word fast. Yes. Others do. And I tend to go with the ones that have the fast in it. So the idea is you're going on a personal retreat, even from your spouse, mm -hmm. to pray and to fast before the Lord. And then, of course, it says come back together yes. so that yes. you're not tempted. Yes. And I think Paul comes down a little further, and he kind of, in verse uh, 35, and says, like, and I'm paraphrasing, like, I'm not saying this, like, to control you or to, to hinder you, but so that you'd have undivided devotion unto the yeah, Lord. right. You know, and, and so, yeah, and so my wife and I have done that where we've, you know, we come to an agreement because it's it's a time maybe where I need to seek the Lord or she does or we both do. Yeah. And usually what's nine and a half times out of ten with us, it's always been we both are on a fast during that time. Oh, you know, do that together. And so next uh, in the Old Testament, this was one of my favorites and the uh, tribe that I was in when the Lord uh, drew me to himself. Uh, fasted a lot and so this verse here psalm 69 10 i humbled my soul with fasting mm. and i think that goes right in what you're talking about transformation and you were just saying because our soul is my mind my will my emotion i think i want i feel and so i can humble my soul i can get my you know we're spirit soul and body first mm. thessalonians 5 23 to paraphrase that, that God would sanctify us holy spirit, soul, and body. So when I'm fasting and I'm humbling my soul, mm. you know, now I'm getting moved more in harmony with the Lord because the Holy Spirit, capital S, can speak to my human spirit. And then now my will, my emotions, my thoughts have to come under the authority of what the Holy Spirit is saying to my spirit. And then now my body will act it out because you know, my will, my thoughts, my feelings are being humbled mm. through fasting. It's an excellent tool to weaken, like you said, that human nature, that natural strength, that natural man. Matthew 5 and 4, blessed are those who mourn, mm. you know. I like how Brother Wallace here brings that out. And he's talking about pers uh, fasting for personal sanctity and consecration you know, setting yourself aside for the Lord, because in that morning, he says, you're mourning about the condition of humanity. You're, you're mourning and crying out to God to intercede, seeking the Lord, mourning, mourning over personal sin and failure, mm. you know, is an indispensable stage in the process of sanctification. Mm. And it is facilitated by fasting. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic here, I don't know, but like I said, when I when I was doing uh, my salt fast, you know, one of the things that I mourned about coming from an addictive background, it really bothered me that I was addicted to coffee. Mm. It just bothered me. Like, I don't want myself, the only thing I want to be addicted to is to the Lord. That's the only thing. I don't, I don't want anything else, especially something that's a part of natural creation, to have dominion over me. Yeah, You know, coffee is a bean and hot water, as I heard a brother say 
this morning. So through fasting, you can mourn. You can mourn about personal sin. You can mourn about failure in a habitual area that you failed in the Lord and consecrate. Set yourself a time uh, aside. And as Frank said, you know, away from any distractions and allow the Lord to humble you, you know, through fasting. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2 through 3, one of my favorite, that whole chapter in chapter 8, Deuteronomy, the Bible says, talking about the Israelites, God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, Moses reminded them. He humbled you and let you hunger. Mm. And he humbled you by letting you hunger. You know, and we remember he fed them with manna from heaven. Did not allow their shoes to shrink. And then he goes on later on in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verses 11 through 14 to say, so, you know, as he's getting ready to take them into the land, the land of milk and honey, the land of plenty. And he says, take heed, lest when you have eaten and are full, your heart be lifted up. Mm. He's making a connection there between, so when you're not fasting and you have a lot and your provision is there and you get full, that pride may come in and take over. So I love what Wallace says here in this sentence. He says, fasting then is a divine corrective to the pride of the human heart. Mm. It's a divine corrective. It's It's through fasting that our pride, our natural strength can be rebuked. It can be corrected. It can be submitted to the Spirit of God. So that, you know, this is a direct uh, tie-in to being kingdom people, living the kingdom lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus Christ is the head. As I was just saying, you know, my wife and I have fasted together. And just our time of prayer together. Just our time of just turning the TV off and just talking. Mm, you know, it doesn't even have to be about the Bible, just That's talking. Right. I mean, when we're fasting together like that, she has my undivided attention. There's nothing else to think about. I don't <laughs> want to think about food. Amen. And Americans, as Americans, I speak as an American, we think about food too much and we eat too much. Yes. It's a cultural thing. Yes, it is. It and is. It's not healthy. Thing. And it's, it's not. It's contrary to the kingdom, really, because there is the issue of gluttony, which we covered in episode three of the podcast. Yes, yes. And in my city, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia is like one of the top three cities for gluttony. Mm. Um, In fact, you know, I used to work at a homeless shelter, and uh, i never forget a guy, a beautiful Italian brother from central Pennsylvania. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. it. And and one of these small towns in Pennsylvania who came to Philly, and he said, quote, I've been homeless for five years. I should have came to Philly before. This is the only place where as a homeless man, you can get fat. I gained 20 pounds this summer, uh, he had said. Because, uh, yes, and so that gets back to the cities and, you know, fallen human civilization and just this big thing on feeding. Mm. and eating through fasting you can get a deeper purification in your inner man or woman renew your consecration to the lord Mm. and um i have even personally used the fasting since i believe it's a tool one of the arrows in our quiver that the lord has given us when i've had a situation where um a ministry assignment or something the Lord had given me and I just felt so ill-equipped and so 
just inadequate yes. for it that I just gave myself to him yes. in prayer and fasting just seeking his face and just spending time with him and it not only humbled me but you know it gave me not a confidence in me but just knowing that I heard his voice I gave myself to him and knowing that he had given me this assignment that no matter how nervous or overwhelmed I felt Mm-hmm. That when the time was right, he was going to show up. You say something. I don't know if you said it in Insurgents, but I know I heard you say it in uh, one of the teachings in one of the master classes. And that's why you said that God knows who means business with him. Yeah. You said God knows who means business with him. And sometimes we got to be desperate. This thing about ministry, too. I, I've had many occasions where there was a big, big battle going on with an individual and you know I was compelled to couple prayer with fasting mm. beforehand before yeah. that ministry took yeah. place Amen. especially if you're dealing with the demonic mm. okay? Jesus we have an account in the Gospels and maybe you'll pull it up later but he was talking to his disciples who were trying to cast out a demon yeah and the Lord said, this kind does not go out. Because they couldn't cast the demon out. Fast. Couldn't cast the demon out. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And again, it's one of those things where some translations have fasting and others don't. Uh, again, I go, I go with the translations that have fasting in it. <laughs> yeah. So you have that passage. Jesus said that while the bridegroom is with you, my disciples will not fast. But when the bridegroom leaves and he has left, he has ascended to the Father. That is when my disciples will fast. Mm -hmm. And so fasting is a New Testament kingdom practice. Yes, it is. It is. Just kind of piggybacking. You know, Jesus did say only this type come out through prayer and fasting. And uh, one of my favorites, uh, just to buffet the body, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, at, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So Paul was like, you know, I have to discipline my own body. And so when there is a, a failure, when you fail to deal with your lust for food, then your life is opened up to attack along other lines because you know as we said here in america and the west we have so much food and so much lusting you know to eat this and and eat that that once we do that we open ourselves up for other attacks and they could be attacks uh where the enemy your your body is susceptible to diseases first corinthians chapter 6 Verses 12 through 13, Paul says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for the food, and God will destroy both one and the other. And I really love Second Peter in chapter 2, verse 19, where Peter says, For whatever overcomes a person... To that, he is enslaved. You know, we talk about the kingdom of God as we we left the world system. We kicked it to the curb and we're clinging to the Lord and we're coming under the headship of Jesus Christ. But if food dominates us, then, you know, Peter says, for whatever overcomes a person, 
to that he is enslaved you know so you know as a believer i don't want to be undisciplined as a believer i don't want to be dominated i don't want to come under the authority of anything else except for the authority of our lord and our savior jesus the christ another piece for fasting because we talk about feeding off of christ and part of eating christ and drinking christ is having revelation of who christ is in fact we talk about how paul said in galatians chapter 1 that the holy spirit revealed christ i'm paraphrasing revealed christ in him so that he could preach christ to the gentiles you know ministry is revealing christ to others and revealing also to people who they are in christ well in daniel chapter 9 verses 2 through 3 he says i daniel turn my face to the lord god seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting with fasting he said gabriel made me understand speaking with me and saying oh daniel i have now come out to give you insight and understanding so it's in fasting where the lord can give us a revelation and insight mm. into uh into different things and and i've seen in my life where you know i've been with a community of believers through prayer and through fasting he has you know revealed things to people through dreams through visions showed people who maybe were had a health or, or sickness issue where maybe they had given a, a foothold to the enemy to come into their life by something in their lifestyle so fasting is just a, a powerful powerful tool that the lord has given us in our arsenal that we can use in our walk with him so jeffrey why don't we end this podcast by talking about how to break a fast because if someone goes on a fast whether it's a three-day water fast or it's a a longer fast that's a juice fast or they do the snake diet if they're trying to lose weight or if they do mental reboot mode which is a 30-day one meal a day program or intermittent fasting mm -hmm. that may be mixed with some full fasts. How does one break a fast when they have not been eating for a while? Well, you know, number one, there's two critical areas in a fast. You mentioned the first one is those first three days. And then the next, I think, most critical or second most critical part of the fast is breaking it because uh, that's a great test of self-discipline as it is just to start fasting that's in the first true. place that's true you want to eat the whole supermarket you got that right <laughs> oh my oh brother brother because see nobody taught me when i when the lord first saved me in our church would fast so you know i'd have on my mind for three or four days before the breaking of the fast you know a tuna fish hoagie with a bag of Lay's potato chip and a two-liter, you know, drink of soda, and the Lord in His mercy didn't allow me to die, you know. So breaking the fast is is so important in First Samuel chapter thirty verses eleven through twelve, and talking about breaking the fast, they say they gave him bread and he ate. They gave him water to drink and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived. For he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. So this was a person who was on an absolute, uh, absolute fast. He didn't eat or drink for three days and three nights. And it shows us that they gave him a little bread and he ate. They gave him some water to drink. And they gave him a, a piece of cake of figs. 
and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived. I've noticed that after three days, natural hunger goes away. And then after about 10 days, just the whole thing with hunger goes away, period. But when you're breaking a fast and trying to bring your body back to the strength that it had before. And another thing that I didn't mention earlier, when fasting, you're giving your organs a break too. They need a vacation. So depending on what you do, so I'll just use myself as an example. I was doing the salt snake diet fast and after six days, I just followed the instructions he had, which was just some protein, so a little bit of meat, lean meat, and a little fruit and little vegetables. And what I did with the meat was I cut a small slice and I chewed it for 30 times before I swallowed it. And by eating that slow and my stomach had shrunk, I saw that I was full than mm. if I would have just ate it fast. Yeah. Because there was a great temptation mm. to want to eat it like fast. Because mm-hmm. I was hungry. Once I took, once I smelled it yeah. and I knew I was like going to eat, it was like, you know, my smell senses got involved. It was like, you know, I just want to eat this thing. So eating real slow. If you have like a prolonged, you know, just water fast, more than 10 days, 15 days, you know, you're advised to maybe eat a little bit of fruit, nothing sweet, mm-hmm. you know, like, so what I mean by nothing sweet, not yogurt. You know, maybe here, like they had some raisins, Mm -hmm. you know, a little fruit, maybe a little vegetables, you know, a real small quantity Mm -hmm. and to chew it slow and to be very careful because you can hurt yourself, you know, and do do worse damage. And you're at a very vulnerable stage because you're hungry. Yeah. And the the stomach shrinks as well. Yeah. So you don't want to eat so much out of a desire for food and the enjoyment of eating to where you overeat, yes. which you know is not good for your body as well. But, you know, you lean into these things, you read about them. I've learned just on my own that sometimes when I come off a fast, if it's a three-day or more, I'll, I'll have some soup, you know, for example. Yeah, yeah there you go. You know, something very, very light. And then broth. Ease, yeah. Broth and yeah. ease into, yeah. you know, having more solid foods. I would recommend the book, God's Chosen Fast. It was written some time ago, but it's timeless. Mm-hmm. And the principles there are excellent. It really motivated me. I read it when I was in my early 30s, and it really motivated me to take serious the power of fasting. And for someone who is part of the insurgents, you do want to look at this subject because it is something that is a spiritual practice that will do a lot for you not only physically and not only mentally emotionally and volitionally but mostly with your spirit amen and your relationship to the lord so on that note we will say goodbye and we will see you next week if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the insurgents podcast and give it a five-star review on itunes this will help others find it Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the insurgence has begun. Don't miss it.